0: Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Mike Tatar, founder of Vion Cloud. Mike, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to have you on the show. I, I think what you guys are doing is is basically the future of computing. And in, in my opinion, um, it's basically how I have all my computers set up already. And the more and more that you can basically stream software to me on any device, the, the happier I am. But kind of maybe before we kind of get into um, your startup, let's get to know you a little bit and maybe cover um, your background and where you grew up. Sure.
1: Um, I was actually born in Romania, but I grew up in Chicago, Illinois.
0: Okay. So
1: I I have a bit of a Romanian accent mixed with a Chicagoan accent.
0: Sure, that's interesting. So at what age did you kind of move to Chicago?
1: Um, I was eight years old when uh, my family migrated to Chicago.
0: Okay, interesting. So have you been back to Romania?
1: Uh, I have not oh, since I left. I have not been been back. No.
0: Do you have many memories of um that? Like eight is kind of a.
1: Yeah, just very few of the sure. the house that uh, we were in. But uh, most of my memories are from Chicago, and and I do go back there quite a bit, sure. two times a year.
0: Sure. Sure. I've never been to Chicago, but it's one of those cities that I definitely want to see one of these days.
1: Yeah. It's. It's. Uh. It's. It's an amazing city. I, I really like it. Everything from food to people, it, it's just, it's a, it's a great place to hang out at.
0: Sure. So I'm kind of curious to know how you kind of got into technology. And, you know, I'm assuming it was kind of at a young age.
1: It was. Um, my earliest memory of working with computers was a uh, Macintosh 2, and sure. it was in my sixth grade class. And the computer lab kept having issues, and I was the go-to guy. High school actually hired me to set up all their labs, their computer labs, and then just kind of spiraled from there. Um, I, I've uh, uh, got my uh, undergrad in information technology from uh, Western International, and my master's with a technology focus from uh, University of Phoenix Online.
0: Okay, interesting. How did you find kind of doing your masters online?
1: Um I I really liked it. Uh, I, I was an employee of University of Phoenix Online. I was the senior IT manager.
0: Oh okay. Uh,
1: so it was it was an interesting concept. It was a lot of work. Um but I, I really enjoyed having the flexibility, you know, going back to Chicago and being able to uh, get on a computer, post my homework, communicate with my professor and uh, go back and forth.
0: Interesting. So I'm, I'm kind of curious. So you, you basically were, were going to school, working full time. Um, kind of how did you kind of evolve into doing your own startup?
1: Um prior to Vion Cloud, uh I had a an IT consulting firm okay. uh for 10 for 10 years. Okay. And um based out of Phoenix, Arizona, we, we had over 300 local businesses that were basically their IT um department. Okay. Uh and while doing uh, IT consulting, the, the conversation quickly shifted from how can I save money by migrating to the cloud? You know, what's the initial uh, exi- existing established clients would look at their servers and say, okay, our servers are outdated, our IT is outdated, what could we do to save money? And the cloud always came up. It, it was always the, the go-to and instead of buying servers and new systems, uh, migrating their data and, and functions to the cloud made sense. They had predictable IT costs, no initial investment, uh, and unlimited support.
0: Right, okay. So, what made you kind of decide to kind of finally um, start Vion Cloud?
1: after um developing the system and implementing it uh well- well it was a need it was basically out of necessity okay uh we, we were meeting with customers and they needed a better faster, more elastic type of solution with predictable costs um so that's that's what got me to start Vion cloud okay um So it was pretty much out of necessity. We we were talking to to customers that didn't want to have an IT person anymore, didn't want to have a server, didn't want to have all the headaches that came along with traditional IT. And everybody's heard of the cloud, but nobody really knew what it was and how it actually works. And uh, that's where Vion Cloud came in. And we showed them that you can have all your applications, all your desktops, and, and, and everything that you would have in-house in the cloud uh, with the added feature of accessing it from anywhere, uh, plus uh, at a much, much lower, lower cost. Uh, on average, we're saving a a typical office 42% wow. uh, in IT costs a year. That's, that's incredible. So what year did you, you start it? Uh, Vion Cloud was established in 2012.
0: Okay, okay, so a few years ago now. Um, yep. Actually, that's a long time for a startup, right? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I'm probably not yeah. even considered a startup anymore. <laughs> but, um, so I'm, I'm kind of curious. Um, so you kind of mentioned that it's basically um, being able to access a- anything from, you know, desktops and and applications and stuff in the cloud, how exactly does it work, and um, kind of what types of applications do you guys usually do? Sure. Um, so the way it
1: works, you know, you, you look at your typical office environment now. They, they have a server. They have email. They have Outlook, Office. They have quite a few applications that they use, some custom uh, applications, databases that they wrote. Uh, somewhere off the shelf like QuickBooks or uh, you know, their financial information or Sage or uh, any, any other line of business application depending on what the business does. Um, so they would typically have you know, a server that handles all of this in-house uh, or maybe several servers. So the way it works is we literally take those applications and we put them on secure virtual machines in the cloud Okay. And And then we have an encrypted connection uh, that could be accessed via an icon on, on, on the user's desktop or a, a web browser. And we support an Internet Explorer, Firefox, Chrome, and so on. Um, th- they would authenticate and their applications or their entire desktop would be there. Interesting. So you can have all your your desktops along with all your applications. And uh, all the users within the company have access to the same files, uh, obviously with, with, you know, the needed permissions um, and the same applications as well.
0: Okay, that's that's interesting. So you mentioned um, kind of you have a desktop app or you can access it through the browser. Do you support kind of Windows, Mac, and do you support tablets at all?
1: We do, we do. So, um, all of the above, uh, we, we support Windows, uh, seven all the way up to ten. We okay. support, um, all the, the Mac, uh, operating systems, uh, along with, uh, Galaxy Tab or iPads or things like that. We can even get our products working on, on an iPhone. Oh, or an Android phone.
0: Very cool. I, I'm just assuming that the screen's probably just too small to do some work, but it's sometimes it's nice to have if you really need it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, with some of the newer phones, the the screens are getting bigger and bigger. It seems like the the the, the new smartphones, like the iPhone Plus, sure. and, uh and the Note, Galaxy Notes, are obviously have bigger screens. So, uh, yeah. But you're you're absolutely right. The screen does, you know, it, the the screen does make a difference.
0: No, that makes makes a lot of sense. So, I'm I'm kind of curious to know about your different kind of packages and plans that you offer um companies.
1: Sure. So, we have three three packages that that we primarily work with. It's our application cloud, our business cloud and our complete cloud. Okay. Our application cloud is our it's just that it's an application. A business will come to us and say, "Hey, we we have our financial application." Or we have our, you know, manufacturing or inventory application, and we want to make it accessible to, you know, a remote warehouse. We we want to uh, move it from in house. It's too much maintenance, uh, too too much computing power. We don't want to buy a new server, whatever the situation may be. At that point, we would take that application and we, we would um, install it and upload it to the cloud, and then publish it to um, to all the users within the company and they just see just that application not a complete desktop not anything else just that application oh interesting and 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 it acts exactly as it would run locally um the 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 funny part is that most of the times we would we go into a a client and their biggest concern is that the application would actually run slower in the cloud but it actually runs uh faster so they're uh, most of the times they're pleasantly surprised that the application's running faster than it did locally
0: is that because you have like really powerful servers kind of doing all the hard processing kind of on your end and they're basically just seeing the application and it's not actually doing any of the processing on their machine?
1: Exactly. Okay. So, so we have these very high-end servers on the back end that could handle a lot more processing. The, uh, our, our disks are a lot faster than, than you would typically get on a, uh, on a small to medium-sized server. Okay. So, uh, that's what actually makes things run a, a, a lot faster. Okay. Now, our, our business cloud um, it includes everything. So you, you can get rid of all the servers in the office. You don't have to buy high end uh, workstations that requ- that requires processing. You can get by with um, what they call thin clients, okay. uh, which are just these little uh, dumb terminal type of Computers—they don't process much. They don't have anything on them. Uh, they're just a method to connect to the cloud. Interesting. And, and the business cloud includes everything. It includes your desktop. It includes your antivirus. It includes, you know, all the browsers that you use, all the applications that you have. So we build an entire backend infrastructure that you would typically have in your office but you can connect to it uh, securely using HTTPS, the same encryption that banks and everybody else out there uses um, to, to your desktop. Right. Uh, so you, you could be working on an email and, and a bunch of documents uh, on, on your work computer and your thing client at your office and uh, you realize you're late for a meeting and you, you grab your iPad and, and you go home and you bring up your iPad and you type in your password and now you have the same email, Word documents, applications, everything that you had open and you can continue working from there.
0: That's very cool. So can you do... Um, like multiple OSs. So, for example, like I, I want, I have some Windows applications that I use, and then I have some Mac applications. Can you, you could set me up kind of a, a Windows box and a, a Mac box?
1: We typically don't set up. So, the short answer is yes, but we don't okay. have a lot of requests requests for Mac virtual desktops. Sure. Okay. Um, mo- most of the business applications, because we are a business to business type of
0: right. Uh, uh,
1: set up here. Uh, most business applications run on on a Windows platform sure. or a Linux platform.
0: Okay. Okay, but it is possible because that that's kind of the whole fascination of me is like I just want to be able to pick an application and then if if it runs on Windows or Mac or Linux, just load it for me. <laughs>
1: right. Right. So yeah, it's 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 definitely possible. Sure. Uh r- r- Right now, you know. M- of the applications out there that we use that are business-related are running on a Windows platform. Now, the nice thing is that you can actually use a Windows application, and this is another thing that um, our, our customers or potential customers always get excited about They they see this windows application and they say you know it would be cool if this would run on my mac mm, and you cool. know we upload it in in, in the cloud and uh, all they do is click on the application icon it, it looks like it's locally installed on their mac uh ios but it's really not once they click on it it connects in the background to the cloud and the uh, application's presented like it's connect like like it's installed locally
0: yeah that's awesome i i i love that um I'm kind of curious then to maybe know what the what's the complete um, cloud.
1: Sure. So some of our customers are larger in size, okay. and they have an IT department. And what they prefer to do is have all of their systems in the cloud, but they prefer to manage it. So at that point, oh. we provide them with with the network, with all the the operating systems, all the servers, and everything that they need. But they still manage it; it's it's completely under their control, um, and 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 they handle all the day to day operations on it.
0: Okay, and they I would assume they have to go through a bunch of kind of training or not really.
1: It, it's actually pretty in, intuitive. We, we provide them secure access to all the systems. once they, So they, they will typically come to us and say, here are all the requirements that we oh, have, okay. you know, 20, 30 servers. Uh, we need it to be on this network, and we need a you know VPN secure link to our office. And then we, we turn that documentation over, and th- there is about four hours' worth of training that we go over with.
0: Okay, them. that's not bad at all. No, no. So I'm kind of curious to know um, what is kind of the pricing um, for kind of each one of the the different plans. Sure.
1: It we try to make it as simple and as clear-cut as possible. So Application Cloud uh, it's $35 per user. Uh, it's just that simple and you a can month, load I'm up assuming? To, a month okay, yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. And you can load up to 3 applications. Okay. So if you have three applications that you use on daily a uh, on, on daily basis and, you know, you have three users, uh, you're looking at $105 a month to run okay. all of your applications in the cloud and not need to purchase a server or anything in-house.
0: Okay, interesting. Um,
1: our business cloud, it's $55 a month. And then with that one, again, you get a a full virtual desktop that you can connect to along with all your Microsoft licensing as well. So you have access to Microsoft Office. Um, The latest version, uh, 2016, is out right now. Uh, So Outlook and Word, Excel, all those applications are included in our
0: business cloud. Okay, so do I still have to buy additional licenses for those? or, Or like every time there's a new version of Office, I just get it?
1: You just get it. Uh, okay. It's included in the subscription. So you never actually have to buy uh, a Microsoft license again. Interesting. Uh, the, the minute a new version comes out, upgrade um, it, upgraded and then we take care of it for you on the back end.
0: Okay. And then I'm assuming if I don't want to upgrade, I just tell you guys to not upgrade me for some reason. I know that's sometimes a issue in enterprise.
1: Correct. Yeah. You might have some, you know, com- incompatibility issues with your other applications, sure. where the, the latest version of Office might not work with your you know, line of business application. At that point, we keep you at a supported version of Office. So we, we keep that integration going.
0: Okay, so if I kind of want to get started with you guys, how do I go about doing that? Like, do I just go to your website? Or, or do I have to call you or, or how to or kind of maybe walk me through that?
1: Sure, sure. The, the easiest thing to do is go to our website and sign up. Uh, we have a sign-up link on, on the homepage uh, and also on the application pl- pages. You can give us a call if, it, if it's a more complex environment, uh, if it requires our technical staff to meet with your technical staff or the, the potential customers, um, IT staff. Uh, but typically from our website, you should be able to just go in there, sign up, and within a couple of hours, we'll have your virtual cloud server and
0: uh, everything you need to get started. Sure. So I'll post that link um, in the show notes, but just for the listener, do you want to maybe um, spell out the website for people?
1: Absolutely. It's uh, vioncloud.com. So
0: that's dot com. Okay, very cool, so I'm kind of curious to know, I, I know you touched on this a little bit earlier um, in the show, but do you want to maybe kind of compare in-house IT to kind of cloud IT and why a lot of companies are kind of going towards the cloud compared to, um, you know, keeping servers locally and, you know, having some people on staff? Sure,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the, the IT industry is is really changing. Um, people are bringing their own devices. People are sure. uh, wanting to be more mobile. Uh, a lot of companies now are, you know, uh, are having employees working from home. Sure. You know, they have a, a VoIP phone at home. Um, so they, they, they're looking for more mobility, flexibility, um, and, and they want to be able to predict what their IT costs are going to be. Right. So, what we're seeing is a lot of companies will come to us and say, you know, we're, we're going to do our finance department where they can work from home, so we need a, a reliable solution that they can access. So, that's one scenario. So, the, so wait, other, sorry
0: sorry to just kind of interrupt you. So, you're seeing certain companies even just move certain departments, maybe not the whole company right off the bat? Correct. Interesting. So they're,
1: they're, exactly. So. Uh, and the other thing that's happening is it's a way for companies to save money because they're not paying for office space now. They don't sure. need uh, as fast as internet connection and and some other things. So yeah, they're they're they have certain departments that are working from home. They can access the the system whenever they need to, and they have everything that they need in in front of them and click of a button. The the other thing that's happening is the the bring your own device. Companies are. Buying less and less devices uh, less computers and and employees are bringing their own mac computer their their own Windows laptop, and they're able to connect to the cloud and have their own private um, desktop there without having to install anything on their local computer or touch anything on their personal computer. It's all secure and isolated in that virtual uh, environment sure so it's it's definitely changing the, you know the, the IT industries is it, it's going from you know Monday morning our servers down we you know we, we called our IT guy he's you know trying to get in unpredictable you know power failures and things like that that cause hardware to to
0: fail and and those are thing things of the past now with with the cloud sure no that makes that makes a lot of sense and and it's even interesting because if you guys well sorry not if you guys if if there's like powers down in my building, well, I can just go to the Starbucks or, or something else, right? And like basically pick up and and uh, where I left off, right? So it's interesting and I, and I love that kind of approach. Um, I'm kind of curious to maybe cover a little bit more, and this is my own curiosity, about kind of running it kind of as an application or in the browser, do you find much difference in, in kind of, um, I, I guess, speed and whatnot, or is it pretty much the same thing? I, I, st- I get that you still have, like, the browser bar and and whatnot at the top, but is it basically just like a full-blown application running inside the browser window?
1: It, it is a full-blown application uh running it's not necessarily in the browser window it, it, so there's a pop up that comes up okay. and your browser's sitting on the back end your browser does the authentication and provides the 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 access to it so it is uh it, it is using your browser but okay. it is a full blown a full blown application and you can you can maximize it to where you see it on
0: your full screen without the, the, the browser frame around it. Okay. So do I need to install kind of like a plug in or something into my browser? Correct. So oh, okay. there's the
1: the, the Microsoft uh, remote desktop ActiveX plugin uh on, on browsers, correct? So there is a plugin that you would have you would
0: be required to accept when you connect. Okay. Very cool. So I'm I'm kinda curious, um, you don't have to necessarily mention company names, but I'm, I'm just kind of curious about maybe cover some success stories of kind of companies that you've, you know, moved to the cloud and kind of maybe if you covered departments or, or whatnot or whatever you kind of feel comfortable covering. But I, I'd like to kind of just share with the listener um, some success stories you've had.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, we can from the transportation industry to to the medical industry. We recently did a uh, medical office that has five different locations. Okay. Um, And that's a perfect example because not only do they have five different locations, but they also outsource their billing department. Uh, Not outsource it, but uh, decided to reduce office space and have all the billers, uh, the medical billers, work from home okay um so you know this was an 80 user environment wow. and we were able to to get them up in uh about a day and a half wow uh, they That's were all working quick. off right they were working off the cloud um so but again you know we, we have transportation companies that have offices in florida that have um offices in phoenix arizona california and, and again, benefit from the exact same thing. They're all working on the same systems. They're in remote offices. Um, their internet connection it doesn't have to be as robust as it used to be uh, to access information from one office to another because it's all locally and everything's just streaming to each office. Um, so there's there's quite a few success stories out there um, that, that we've migrated to the cloud, and people are absolutely just
0: happy about it sure so i'm I'm kind of curious to know what happens if i don't have internet connection I, i'm assuming i can't use any of this stuff then
1: correct if your internet okay. connection goes down you're, you would not be able to access the cloud um you know we had uh, customers back east this winter with the winter storm that they had that they had issues with their um Internet, you know, obviously their Internet were now due due to the heavy storms and stuff like that. And it's funny because people get very creative. Uh, I talked to quite a few of them and, you know, they said, oh, I just turned on my cell phone at at home and I advised all my, you know, uh, 15 employees to turn on their hotspots on their phones and connect to the cloud and continue working. Sure. Um, No, that's interesting. None of them had to go to the office or anything because, you know, the roads were obviously covered in snow. Um, so they all work from home.
0: Sure. No, I I think that's the thing that I, I know, like I always have this conversation with people that, you know, whether it's, they get a new computer or whatnot and they're always like, well, what works offline? It's like, well, in my experience, the absolute max you can do, even, even if you have all your applications stored locally and you have no internet access is like tops an hour. It's usually closer to maybe 20 minutes to 30 minutes in my experience, because you need to either research something or look something up or pull something from email or, or – so like if you don't have the internet, you basically can't work. And so whether function. you yep. – yeah. And so whether you tether through your phone like you just mentioned or you go to like Starbucks or, or a coffee shop or, or wherever that has internet, you basically need the internet. And and so that's why I think what you guys are doing is, is already kind of where everything's going to go and – there won't be servers inside of anybody's, you know, office in in the next, you know, five to ten plus years. And it, it's always kind of fascinating to kind of have people like yourself and and companies like what you guys are doing kind of already, you're almost like kind of building the future for lack of a better kind of term, right? And it, it's where things are going because nobody wants to spend thousands of dollars on a computer anymore when they need things to run in a browser or on all their devices, they don't need it anymore. They just need, like, a cheap computer to access this stuff.
1: You're, you're absolutely correct. And, you know, you look at a new company starting out, a new medical office, a new, uh, you know, construction company or anything like that. Uh, to, to have that initial uh, investment uh, to, or to not have that initial investment sure. is a huge help. Because you can spend that money on marketing right. to develop your company, and as your company grows, you just add another user or another 10 users or another 100 users, uh, and all your applications and everything's on there. So you you don't have to have a physical location to store all of your servers and your technology. Now you can you can start a new company, have everything in the cloud, and and have employees all over the country or all over the world. We sure. have accounting firms in South Africa connecting to our uh, cloud and
0: using it on a daily basis. Interesting. So how long does it take for me to onboard a new employee? Anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. Oh, so basically that's way less time than it does to actually set them up if you have something internal.
1: Um, A lot less. Yes. Because we we typically build a custom template for you. So adding another employee or removing another employee, removing an employee takes about 30 seconds. Adding an employee
0: takes about 15 to to 30 minutes. Okay, interesting. I'm I'm assuming that it doesn't make sense ever for me to just like if I have some uh, an employee leave and a new person starting kind of say like hypothetically the same day, it doesn't make sense. To just rename that employee, it makes sense to delete them and add, an, add them as a new employee, correct?
1: Correct. We, we typically add new employees. We don't retain or rename um, the old employees okay. that leave.
0: Sure. No, that makes sense. I, I am curious, and I know I I'm asked you this when we, we talked um, earlier, but... Um, any luck on kind of Chromebook support? I, I know there was some kind of tech, technical challenges that were kind of on uh, Google and and uh, Chrome OS's end, but I was wondering if there's been any progress on, on that side of things. Um,
1: we're, we're still we're still working on development. As okay. as of today, we we still don't have um, a, a plugin for the Chromebook. Um, that's about the only device that I can think of that we we don't support out there we We support you know microsoft services um service uh surface the r t edition the lockdown edition all mm-hmm. Android devices all iphone de- devices um you know part of it is 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 google as well they're working on on making their platform a little bit more open as well. The, the Chromebook was simply designed to be a internet browser only type of sure. operating system.
0: Yeah, no, I, I figured that was still going to be your answer because I, I know Google's like locked a bunch of stuff down where you guys can't actually get access to certain parts of the OS that you'd need to build a proper plug-in and, and launch applications properly. So I, I get it's on their end and I was just hoping that they made strides that allow, you know, basically your technology to run on their platform because I would love to move everything I do to a Chromebook and I it's not there yet and it's it's probably years out, but, you know, a, a guy can hope, right? <laughs> yeah, <Yes. laughs>
1: that's all we have is hope.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, that's cool. So I, I'm kind of curious to know um, a little bit more about um, kind of where you see – Things going in the future for kind of the cloud and you know kind of software and applications and OSs running in the cloud.
1: Well, it, it's I, I see within five to ten years that all or most, if not ninety percent of businesses, small, medium, large, uh, and, and and some enterprise will will have. Uh, will utilize the the cloud uh, in 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 this in this virtual environment in in in, in a virtual desktop. Um, I I think that there's a lot, a lot of people are still scared of the word, word cloud. Okay. They don't know where the data is. They don't know how it works. They don't know how to migrate to it, and that's. That's where we come in. That's where I, th- I think uh, the hugest benefit that we offer is that it's a complete turnkey solution. Somebody will come to us and say, we have this application, but we have no idea how to get it in the cloud. We would love to see it in the cloud because uh, we have remote users, um, but we have no idea how to get it there. And and we do it all. We set it up from the ground up. We will set up the back-end cloud infrastructure. We'll migrate your data. We'll set up your user's. We'll do remote sessions with the users to help them connect their, okay. their first time and provide the training. So it's a complete end-to-end system that, that, that we offer. Sure. We don't just uh, send you a username and a password and, and and say, here you go, connect and figure it out. We we actually do it for you. We train it. We train you on it and until so you can access your application and continue working like you did the day before without you even know, knowing that you're working in the cloud.
0: Right. So... do. do... How does it, what do you tell people when they say, like, where is my data stored? Sure. Um, we, we tell them
1: that it's stored in the United States. Okay. We, we have a couple of data centers. Uh, nothing ever leaves United States. Uh, and there's been larger clients, you know, that insisted on seeing our data center, and we're more than happy to give them tours uh, and actually show them where their
0: data is going to sit. Okay. Which is interesting because you just basically take them into a server room and say like you're right there in this little box. <laughs> well,
1: it's it's you know there the data centers are a lot more advanced. You know sure. it, they they see that there's you know twenty four seven security with, with equipped with tasers and uh, there's really uh, a complete network operation centers that that monitors internet traffic uh, throughout the world and virus patterns throughout the world and. Sure. Uh, you know, there's retina scan to get into the building and oh, wow. access codes and, and things of that nature. Multiple generators and battery backups and redundant fiber networks. So it's it's a it's an impressive building, but you know, most um, most advanced data centers have all, all the things that I've just mentioned. Now, sure.
0: But no, that makes a lot of sense. So, I'm kind of curious to know in in your opinion, do you think kind of the operating system will kind of disappear because it it's becoming almost like irrelevant nowadays? In my opinion.
1: It's it you it, you're absolutely right. The the operating system will will change and it has changed it has started changing. Microsoft um, has released in 2012 the first cloud operating system, Server 2012, okay. uh, and they're starting to build on that. Um, you know, Server 2016 is going to come out this year, and it, it's going to have added features that are cloud enabled. That so, all the software development companies are are preparing for that. Uh, but Server 2012 was the first one that actually came out that it was designed for the cloud to be to be a true cloud operating system. Okay. So yeah, uh, the the operating systems are, are definitely going to start doing less and less. Um, you, you know, just like like an iPhone, all, all your apps are pretty much cloud-based apps. You know, they they mm. might run some small processing on, on on your local iPhone, but you you can throw a thousand apps on a on a small device.
0: Sure, and realistically, most of those devices will not even open, or they'll open and prompt you saying, connect to the Internet and then try me again, basically. Right, right. <laughs> no, that... and Oh, sorry, go ahead. A, a,
1: a lot of what's fueling this as well, too, our Internet connection speed has gone up dramatically in the last 15 years. You know, 15 years ago, if you had a, a T1 that was one... Um, megabits per second up and down, it was a big deal. And now we're getting residential at 100 megabits. Um, And, you know, businesses are even getting higher and and higher, and we're starting to get into the gigabit uh, range now where, you know, it's 1,000 megabits. So, you know, 15 years ago, uh, 1.5 was, you know, fast, and now 1,000 is fast. Sure. So, That's helping this as well because people are having a much better experience using the cloud because they have a better internet connection.
0: Sure. And it seems like if I – like I know Google's doing um, fiber in a bunch of cities across America. And I think if I remember correctly, AT&T and a bunch of other big kind of internet providers are also starting to move fiber into certain cities. So, and, And Wi-Fi, I know certain cities are even basically making entire downtowns or parts of the city um, like free internet access or pretty or very inexpensive uh, monthly.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so um, getting internet access nowadays, it's, it's fairly easy. Like you said, you can go to the local coffee shop, you sure. can uh, go work from home, you can uh, hotspot your phone. Um, so yeah, these these types of changes, uh, it, it's just
0: helping fuel the the, the cloud. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense, but uh, Mike, maybe um, we're kind of running out of time, so maybe let's close the show with kind of promoting again, where people can find um, Vion Cloud online. Um, any social media links you want to promote for the company or yourself?
1: Sure. So uh, again, they can find us at VionCloud.com. dot com, V Y O N Cloud dot com, and we're on twitter we're on facebook and we have all the social media links on our website as well
0: okay perfect well um thanks again for doing this this has been awesome and i'm excited to see where you guys kind of go in the future
1: great thank you
0: perfect all right well uh we'll talk soon have a good day take care okay, okay. bye, bye. bye. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com. And keep building the future.